Hi, it's John Porteous of the Lovells Township Historical Society, and welcome back. It's episode number two of the Backcast podcast. So happy you made it back. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Sam Surrey. Uh, Glenn and I had a blast doing this. Uh, the interview is just going to pretty much jumpstart in. We're going to go headfirst into it, so uh, don't feel like you've missed anything. Kick back, relax, and enjoy yourself. Oh yeah, I take my boat in and out. Yeah. Still do. Me, me and Jerry still do. I paid big bucks to get in and out of there now, but part of life. But anyhow, what had happened was I got this call from the shop in town. He said, "Hey, we got a guy who wants to go tonight," and I'm like, "I had a guy cancel," and I'm like, "Okay." So Miles and Larry. I told him, hey, you guys help me move my truck. I said, I don't think it'd be too bad. I'm going to run in town and grab these guys. I says, I'll be back. I said, I'll meet you at the launch. I said, so I go to town and the guys are an hour late. Man, that pisses me off, right? <laughs> They're an hour late to go on a fishing trip. Right? I mean, that's all. How are you late for a fishing that's trip? Right. Well, <laughs> what it was was the guy wanted to make sure he was out there when there was hatchers. And I'd already told the guy. I said, listen, the best fishing is not till the hatchers. It was during hex season. And I says, I, I know where these fish are. I says, they're good fish. I said, we'll get some decent fish. But he didn't realize. I mean, you know, you put in a longs and you float down to Todd's, you know, or down to 72, you know. And if you're taking your time, you know, it's going to take you six hours, six and a half hours, right? So I'm under the gun because I told them to meet me at the shop at, at uh, 6.30. They don't show up at 7.30. So by the time we get a hold of these two guys and drive back out there, those guys have been waiting for an hour. And I was pissed. I'm just like, man, how can a guy be late for a fishing trip, right? So I load, I, I, I dropped the boat off, told him, hey, I'll be right back. I said, I'm going to move my truck. I said, them guys going to help me move my truck. I'll be right back. So I come back, and they get out, and Miles and Larry are, and they're poking. You know, they're just, what do you think of that, Sam? What do you think of that? Because they knew who I was about this. Like, I can't believe it, man. I'm pissed. <laughs> so I get in the back of the boat, and these two guys, one in the front, one in the middle, right? We really haven't had a conversation. I got their names, and that was about it, right? So we look, and all of a sudden we hear this sheep. And here comes Barb's oldest grandson, who's about 12, 13 years old, pulling the sheep down towards the river, right? And <laughs> you've been there, right? You know that little island that sits there in front of it? And I mean, nah, man, this sheep, once he's got him in the water, man, this sheep is just raising hell, kicking and splashing and all that. And he just gets around the corner of that island pulling his sheep, and he goes, come on, you know we do this every day. I, I looked this, this guy in the center. I looked this guy in the center, whips around, looks at me, and I said, oh, what do you guys think of your trip so far? Away <laughs> we went, man. Game Got off the dock. And, and the guy gets kind of mobbling. It's like, bah, bah. I said, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's Frederick. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. 
But no kid, man, and we um, and, and those guys, Larry and Miles, man, I get rolling back to camp about three o'clock, and they're sitting around a campfire. Larry's drinking, Miles doesn't drink, and they're going, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> on, you two sons of bitches, and they said, well, how was your trip? And they caught a couple decent fish, but I think the sheep thing got them on edge, man. They were painting their mighty antenna. Yeah, you know. I mean, there wasn't nothing illicit about it, but it was just, it's like, Jesus Christ, kid, what do you think? You know? I mean, it was funny. It was nothing dirty about it, but it was like, wow. Well, you can, you can't That's true. That stuff no, like that. you can't make it. <laughs> only in Frederick, right? No, only in Frederick. <laughs> only in Frederick. That's awesome. But, you know, I've always, you know, that, that, and another good one was over there was, you know where the horse camp is? Up on Manistee River Road, what they call the horse camp. It's a state thing where they let the horses, where the There's horse campground. It's on this side. It's not on Goose Creek side. Okay. That's another campground, right? Oh, okay. Below it's on. No, no. No, it's below. It's below six twelve. Okay. 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 You go around the corner there, and it's only about a mile and a half down on the right. Okay. And you go back in there, and there's a campground that, it's only probably where the campground ends is only about, not more than a couple hundred yards, and on the right you'll have Goose Creek Campground. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're floating. I'm floating this guy. I didn't know him, but he wanted to go during daylight. And it was like mid-May. And it's like, yeah, we can, you know. I said, I'll bring up four-way. I get this four-way. And he didn't really talk about it, but he could cast a little bit. I guess told him, you know, four-way, you know, slow it down a little bit. I said, it, you know, it's a little more full-flex rod. And, you know, we're going down through there and, and you know he's seen this fish feed and it's right there in the end of the campground there's a real hard right there's big big great big old pine tree it's in and it, it creates a hell of a back eddy in there okay. <clears throat> right and I told him I says hey I says fish over in there to your right like that I says there's fish over there I got poop and over like that, lands right on top of him, about a 10-inch brick drought eats it. And he goes to set the hook, and he comes right out of the frickin' boat. <laughs> I mean, a somersault. He hit feet first in the water. <laughs> he, comes up, he comes up, and he goes, I may not have met you, Sam, he says, but I'm mostly bass fishing. Yeah, you think? I mean, he's in. He's in, you know. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, he literally was standing there like this. I'm like, holy crap, he had to go all the way around. That's awesome. Yeah, which I was like. You that very often. No, I was always ragging on my, my oldest, you know, because my oldest was guiding when he was. I tell him, it's like, I get double jobs if you want. Here's your choice. That's why I used to tell the kids. Here's your choice. You come up and spend summer with your old man guiding, or you can go over and work for your cousin at the pet food store on loading dog food. Your choice. <laughs> but you know of, how it is when kids choice. are, you know, 
17, 18 years old, you know. So Tony, he's all in, man. He's working for Steve some, and if I get a float trip, Steve, and, you know, we'd hook it up so he could go with me, right? So Tony, I'm t always telling Tony, it's like he just starting. He was like senior in high school. I got him a license, and I got him on my on my plan, and I, it's like, okay, here's the deal. You get everything. You get all the money. You get to use my boat, my equipment. I said, but this is the deal. You got to keep them upright. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's all you got to do is keep them dry. That's all I'm really asking. I'm not asking you to be, you know, anything special. Right. And I can't think of Kathy's name. She died. She was a member of the, the Michigan Fly Fishing Club. What was her boyfriend's name? He was an attorney. Kathy Gross? Was it Gross? So, her and her boyfriend, man, they were big time drinkers, right? I mean, big time, right? This is when? This is back? Oh, this is shit. This is probably mid-90s, late, maybe 95. Okay. And Kathy, I knew they partied pretty hard. Her and her, you know, so he goes over and he's gonna float long 72. And I told him, hey, you remember what the deal is, right? Just keep them upright and come back and they're both soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him, he says, Dad, before you start chewing on me, he says, can I give them a breathalyzer? He says, they're so drunk, they shouldn't be driving. I says, good, I'll drop them. Oh, jeez. They both, she's like sitting sideways, and I told him, I said, man, don't let him get twisting around. I finally fixed my center seat in mine, so you can't turn in mine. It's like, you're there. Oh, is that right? You don't want them turning. Well, they get turned like this, right? And then Fish. They lean back. And, and, and you're on a pole over here, and guess yeah. what? Everybody's wet. Everybody's yeah. going to get happy. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and she was like, oh, and it's like, yeah, you're going to have to be okay with that one, man. If you got a butt alcohol level above 2.0, you're, you don't count. But there, there's a lot of that. There's some really great things. I'm, I'm floating from, I was going from mile to, to 4,001 one night. And so I, I put in up at, up at the landing, state landing, right there, you know, by 33. Is this for the white flies? No, we were, we were down there and during the ISOs. Mm. And, and, you know, I'd been doing really good down there, and I told my buddy Doug about it. Doug Hall is a, a hoot. Him and his buddy Jimmy. Jimmy is a leather, Acord is a leather guy from from Wooster. I mean, his stuff is nationally known, right? But they're friends, right? We're personal friends. So I told Doug, I said, Doug, I said, go down there and tell him what to put your boat in about this time. And you'll be done, you know, right around 10. Right? So he gets all excited, right? So I got on at, I don't know, 4 o'clock because I was floating down to 4,001. And I'm all the way down. I thought, okay, I'll stop and eat at McKinley. So I stopped and I was cooking, right? I look up. It's like, that's got to be Doug Hall. Like, what the hell is he doing down here? It's only 6 o'clock. You know, going to 4,001, if you don't know that water down there, 
first few times you do it, first three or four times you do it, you really need to do it in the daylight because there's some rocks down there and some of them bends and it pushes your... Moves you on that's, top of them? Oh, yeah. So, I come down there and I look, right? And I'm standing right there at the landing, right? And I look up on the landing and it's like, huh, that's, that's funny. His truck's not here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What happened? He... Well, he just rolled up there and said, hey, bub, where's your truck? He looks at me, he says, man, I just got so excited. He said, I just left it. <laughs> what do you left, mean you left he it? He left it up. You didn't call nobody to move your truck? <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, jeez. Oh, Oh, I still brag on Say, hey, you make sure they move your truck. Now, <laughs> Jimmy drive. Jimmy don't trust him. Jimmy drive down there with me. So I'll move the truck. I'm going to know that That's truck. flipping hilarious. That is what, <laughs> You know, it's kind of funny, That's man. I got, <laughs> I got these two guys from California, like, year before last. And Ricozzi's telling me, he's like, ah, Sam, you got to use this guy, Doug, down there at Bear Paw Bank Cabbage. You know, he'll move our trucks for 20 bucks. It's like, well, Ryan, I'll let you set them up. I'll put the money in the thing. You set it up. So I'm thinking, well, you know, he moved my truck a couple times. But I was with Ron, right? And we're working doubles, right? You know, groups. That's not too bad, right? So I got these two guys, and I got this arrogant kid in the back and his dad was superb and he's in is actually his father-in-law and i got the kid in the back and so we get down to the confluence we got a decent fish and so then right away you know father-in-law is like yeah we'll trade it up and put this kid in there right in the front yeah put him up in the front right and he casts, and I try to tell those guys, fishing after dark is not about casting. It's about knowing where you are, where you got to put your fly, and if you have to mend it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like because everybody, you know, that's like out the window as soon as it gets dark. They forget the water's still moving, and we're not if we got the boat set up, right? <laughs> so they don't mend or nothing, you know, put all kinds of fish down. But <laughs> So I tell this guy, you know, and it's like, hey, can you see right there? And, you know, as you go down past confluence you go and there's a great big island and if you go around to the left there's three or four holes along in there okay, and so there's an the old con cabin confluence of what the south branch south in the branch main street into the main yeah got it yeah. right you so you're down past there and there's a big island there mm -hmm. yep yep and like if you you know if you want to cut some of it off you go on to the right to if the right. not you go around the left yeah well it was already like 10 30 and there was just a few spinners, but there was a few fish feeding, so I go down there and find what fish I could get. And I told him, I says, man, whatever you do, I said, let me set the boat. I said, but if you look, and it was right like off the end of a willow tree and part of the branches in the water. I said, if you look right there, I said, that's a big fish, right? So I told him I was going to set the boat. And I said, and then I'm going to pull the bow of the boat back. And we're going to, and we're going to stick him. I said, you'll have about a 10, I said, you won't have 10 foot fly on. You'll have your, your leader. Your leader and, and a yeah, I was like, boom. I says, and when he eats it, thump him. I said, that's a big fish. 
So what's he do? Before the boat even settles, man, he go over there and fish short strikes it. He rips it. I'm like, shit. Right? He tore it out? He, I mean, he, never, he never touched that fish. I mean, he got him and stung him enough that fish wasn't going to feed again. Yeah, no. So we start moving down, and we're moving down, and there's not many guys. It's late in the, it was late in the hex hatch. We get down a little farther, and there's about a half dozen hatchers, and there's one decent fish. So I, I set it up so that father, father-in-law got a chance, and he got that fish, and now I got this kid in front of boats pissed off, right? It's like, hey, that's life, right? Live and learn, right? He's no pissed because his father-in-law caught the fish? And the second fish, too. It's the second one, right? And they were both nice fish. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, you know, I figured Dad's paying. I'll be okay. <laughs> right? I'm going to get boned out, right? That's right. That's right. So I'm thinking, hey, you know, so I pull up the anchor and away mm -hmm. we go. And we float down through there. It's about 2 o'clock. I get down to, down to Cummins. So I pull the boat up and... I seen a guy that was had paddled past me and went by me, and he's on his way out a lot. And I walk up there, and it's like I only seen like three boats, right? And I knew two of them were early. They went early. They went as soon as the spinners were over. They were gone. I'm looking around, right? Next thing I know, I'm on the phone with my wife telling her to. I think I may have an issue. I call this guy Doug at Bear Paw Cabins. Say, hey, dude, you didn't move my truck. What's the deal, man? I got two clients here, and I'm thinking, oh, oh my God, right? Oh, boy. He tells me, I can't find your keys. I says, I told you, it's right under the left front driver's tire. It's right up, tucked up tight to the tire. He tells me, no, they're not there. I said, I'm still stuck out here. Come and get me and take me to my truck. I call my wife, get her out of bed at 2.30 in the morning, nice. tell her, I got to have you bring my key to Cummins Flats. And she's going, Whoa. I got to drive my brand new car down to Cummins Flats. Yeah, I'll go down through yeah. Connors. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I get back. I finally get, I get to my truck, stick my hand under the left front tires, here are the keys. Yeah, here's the keys. What the hell happened? So I told Ryan, I'll be setting all our spots from now on, and we ain't using him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if he's the chief. Ron goes, you're shitting. And, and the, and the oh, job geez. came out of Ron's shop, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, did it? <laughs> I says, yeah, two nice guys, two nice fish, and I told the guy to keep his tip. I'm sorry the way things worked out. Oh, geez. I said... Buddy, and he says, it's right. I said, don't them guys, I mean, I'm out there, you, you know what Connors is oh, like, especially sure. three, 2 3 o'clock oh, yeah. in the morning. Oh, you yeah. don't have a prayer, man. You're screwed. Yeah, you are. You got a long It's long the only day. time I've ever been left at a landing. You're the only time. That was two years ago. That's amazing. That guy sold time. the cabins. Not, the new guy doesn't move trucks, so we don't have to worry about him no more. Yeah, <laughs> But there's another guy that's real dependable. I can get move that. So, but, so when you're taking when you're taking your fares out, is there is there ever a like a common well, a common tip or 
a common instruction that you offer your you clients? You know what? I tell people about gratuities. It's like I appreciate whatever I get. Oh, you know right. what I'm saying? That, in all honesty, I don't care if it's ten bucks. Yeah. It's ten bucks I didn't have, right. and if I earn it, if I do a good job for them and they give me nothing, that's okay. They still paid for the job. Right. That's an you know, but, attitude. But, yeah. No, but that's you have to have attitude. that attitude. You can't yeah. walk around thinking, yeah. you know, I've worked with Tony Petrella. Did you ever know Tony? No, no. He wasn't a bad guy, but he's pretty brash, and he was a, you know, a, a rep. You know, I lo oh, his I, wife, Kate, was great. I know who you mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Steve said, hey, man, he says, there's these, I got these guys, and he says, there's, there's four guys. He said, would you take them? I'll get another guide. He said, and I told him, I said, well, yeah, I got ISOs over there on, on the Mastee. We'll go over Mastee and fish, right? So... Lo and behold, who shows up but Tony? And I've worked with him once before, and I just think, number one, when people go fishing, it's not like playing you come in your house be a plumber, okay? Mm -hmm. They're there to have fun. Sure, sure. And I want to have fun. If, <clears throat> if you're some hardcore going to be the next, you know, the next, you know, Lee Wolf. Lee Wolf, right. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of, right? <laughs> I'm fine with that. But I don't want you going with me. I want to go with guys that want to have fun. Mm -hmm. I want to help them. I want to teach them stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But in all honesty, I want to go and have fun. If I want to be an asshole, I can go work on robots and make $50 an hour. <laughs> I'm serious. Sure. Yep. sure. No, I can. I mean, I still get calls. that All them, all them robots, General Motors sold, are all in India now. And they said, man, you'll like it, man. You love spicy food, Sam. And yeah, I'm like, like I'm not going to India. I don't blame you. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just weather. But the phone was constantly ringing. I was going to take a job down in Illinois one winter. And I told him, I said, look, I'll do that job. I'll do that job as long as I start in January 1st. But I got to wrap it up in 90 days. And you know what happened, right? Well, we have setbacks. Yeah, I have all yeah. the production in. Okay. Yeah, we're not ready to set the robots. No. They went to May, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, but we're thinking the first of May through the end of July, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not wasting those three yeah. months of that life on that. I'm going fishing, right? And I'm the same way about deer hunting. Yeah. I mean, it's like. I get a call and a guy wants me to do it in November. I say, oh, you're kidding, right? <laughs> I don't do that. I mean, that's not that's not why I retired at 48. So you, you're running your own life. That's, well, that's, yeah, that's but I mean, it's not why I retired at 48. No, I mean, no. I knew I, I mean, I get by. Sure. I got a decent house. I got a nice a dog. I got, home. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It didn't start that way, but it was, I mean, it's not if I'd stick build it. But the wife wanted me to stick build another house and I'm like oh. number one <laughs> I don't know if, you know I mean I was 48 but first one I rebuilt I had a heart attack and I thought nah I don't Ooh. think so I don't really? think oh yeah I had a heart attack in my 40s Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh. my, the heart specialist right the head of the heart thing at St. Joseph Mercy down there Pontiac he was client Right when you were when you had the heart attack, he was my client. Yeah, right. He was yeah. my mom's heart doctor. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. He says, yeah, the day will come. I'll be seeing you in my office. And I was like, not me. He says, yeah, I will, you know. Why did he say that? He just. Well, he knew what my life. Shit, man, I was, I'd drive up, I'd drive up from a plant. I'd get out of work. I'd get out, like I'd work second shift because I'd get more accomplished. I drive up here, right? I tell the kid I'd swing by on Friday nights, and then Monday morning, right? Early, right? Early Monday morning, right? I turn around and drive back. That way, we got to fish Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, right? And I tell the kid, I says, you know, I don't get to book. I don't book jobs on Sunday very, so we're we're taking the boat and we're going, right? So the kids grow up fishing, right? And up in Deer Camp, and so they loved going going up to the you know oh, chicken sure. coop and. And staying at the cabin and stuff, and it was like, yeah, we'll go up to the cabin, go deer hunting, and deer hunting. And now, where was the cabin then? Well, it was right behind Hartman's fly shop. Part oh, of the, okay. I tied all his flies, George and Donalitos. They lived down on a rabbit trail. For Hartman's? Yeah. I didn't know that. I knew Edith Hartman. No, I did. I tied for, for Hartman's. Yeah, I tied for Hartman's mm. for, oh, I don't know, 10 12 years? Oh, 6 12. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, George and Donalitos, they live down on Roberts Road now. They sold mm -hmm. it to, his name was Jim, and I don't remember his girlfriend's name, but she still owned it. I mean, it's closed up and everything, but oh, she still owned it. Yeah. No, it was sold to a guy named Powers, I think. Not Jim Powers. No, uh, Ron. Ron Powers, and he also has Cade's store. That's Don. Don Powers. I don't know if that's his last name. They're or not. two yeah. different. It's Don. Is he he Don actually bought Hartman's store. They're, and they're he, living in Hartman's, and, and he, he bought Cade's. He bought Cade's store, and he's now wanting to sell it. What was both places are up for sale? Yeah. What was Jim's name? Um, I'm trying to think of his last name. Third, third, he third, uh, he used third. to book jobs for me. He was a good guy. He was an excellent guy. He was a really nice guy. He asked me about time flies one time. said, but you're buying them all from my buddy Tim Neal, right? And he goes, yeah. I said, I'm not going to tie for you. Oh, okay. Because I knew he Because tied. I, tied for, I tied for George and Donna. And then Cades, what was the lady's name at own Cades? Recently? Yeah, she was just before this newer guy. Oh, uh. She Trace, called me. Trace, Teresa, yeah. Teresa, she yeah. called me up and wanted me to tie flies. And I went in there and looked around, and it's like, I mean, she had more flies than, I mean, a mom and pop place ought to have a couple dozen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I walked in there, and I looked at that, and I told her, if I was you, I'd call up Jim, and I'd sell all my flies to Jim. I said, you make more on a bottle of whiskey than you'll ever make selling flies. <laughs> I said, you've probably got 80 dozen, 90 dozen flies here. Where the hell did she have those? Cades? Yeah. She well, did. There she used had, to be a nice case at Cades. There was a nice case. Plus, back there around the corner of, the, you know, where the beer room was, mm -hmm. there was a shelf, and she had all these little plastic tackle, you know, plastic boxes, right? She had that all these, and I mean, I mean, right, right. But I told her, I says, I don't know what, I mean, 
I mean, I'm looking at what you got. I go with what I got and try to get some of my money back. You paid for all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm always telling, I tell Judy the same thing. It's like, hey, let's try to get it so at the end of the year, you might have a few, you know, some left, but yeah. you got your money back. Yeah, rather than everything you know, in inventory. <coughs> she buys, she buys. She does good by me. She pays her bills. I'm cool. And I mean, but, yeah. but I don't want to see her carrying over stock year after year after year. Mm -hmm. Some of that stuff from Uncle is still there. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Jesus. And I mean, that's from the very first. Oh, that's, and that's 10 years ago. I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was looking at that, and I was like, I guess kind of one dance is, um, uh, who ordered all this stuff? <laughs> Todd. Not one Todd. It was... Bear Andrews? No, one Bear. It was uh, Les... What's Les, his name? Lesway. Yeah, Lesway. Oh, Chris Lesway? Chris Lesway. Yeah. I walk in there, man. She's got probably two or $3,000 worth of streamers. Right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I got some stuff I know we can sell. Let's do this. I'll take some of this. You know, I mean, her reach at her wholesale, right? I'll take this, and then I'll replace it with stuff we can sell. I said, because we don't need that amount of stuff. 12-inch articulated Exactly. Exactly, you know. So I roll in there, and John goes, Hey, Sam, have you ever seen one of these? And he shows me a gurgler. And I go, yeah, I just tied 25 dozen of them for Andy. For who? For, for Andy. Down oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. Gurgler. And he's like, oh. I says, do you want some for the store? I go home and tie some. I mean, they're... Yeah. It gets, to me, that gets work, you know what I mean? Sure, that's a pretty good fly, isn't it, the gurgler? That's Surface. a great night fly, man. Surface it's great, a little bit of noise. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, a lot of it is just it's it it work it works it works well on fish. I mean, you just got to run it close to the wood, and you got to be able to cast some fish after dark. Yeah. But it's good on bass too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it works good over on. That's nice. It works over on Shoeback Lake real well because I've caught some smallmouths over there. Oh yeah, I caught a rainbow or two too. Mm -hmm. You get them during the brown drake. You get some brown drakes on that lake. I caught a 20, a 22, and a 24-inch rainbow on the same day. Three fish. Brown drakes? A number of years ago. No, it was on the nymph. Nymph? Er, well, early in the spring, right after, uh, right after Ice the up. trout opener. Yeah. you got to wait till the trout opener because it's closed. Yeah, it's it last Saturday in they, April. They, they, I, they if I had my way... The whole thing, other than steelhead, specified steelhead sections, would be closed. Because I'm telling you right now, I agree with, you. with the amount of pressure we're getting now, the I amount of people you. that fish. I agree with you 100%. It's crazy yeah. nuts amount of winter yeah. pressure now. Yeah. It's just, you know, the word used mm -hmm. to be was to let them rest. That was my Take attitude. Take the season off. I'll be honest with you. I'm a dry fly fisherman. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. per se. I mean, I take people streamer fishing, sure. nymph fishing, all that. That I don't have an issue with it. But I like dry fly fishing. If you get fish. to come make your call, you're, you're throwing. No, if I'm spending my money, yeah, I'm, I'm dry fly fishing. Right? Nothing better than that. Fish. Right. I mean, I, I used to go out there with when when uh, 
Jim Kreiner owned Bud Lilies. I became friends with Jim Kreiner way back when in the 80s. And I I, I called him up one year and I was going out there and I was friends with, I'm friends with Steve Hyde. I told Steve, I want another boat. And I, I think it was when I bought my metal boat. I told him, I'm coming out there and I'm gonna, you know, do a little fishing, obviously, right, right on write it all off, right? <laughs> because I had to go get a boat, right? Or I could pay, you know, $500 to have a ship. So I drove out there and I called Jim and I said, what you doing? I said, I got a new boat. I says, uh, gonna do some fishing. He goes, excellent. He says, things really slowed down. He says, after the first frost, you know, the hoppers, you know, the hoppers die off. He says, there's not much dry fly fishing, but all the guides have time to fish because there's just not the amount of, you know, Pressure clientele, down. right. Pressure's off. So he says, well, why don't you go home and we'll go fishing? And it's the beer and the burger deal, right? This is with Bud Lilly? No, I was fishing with Jim Kreiner who owned okay. Bud Lilly's, right, right there okay. in West Shellstone. Yep. <clears throat> so... Crying. I, I show up the store and I slide in there and Jim goes, hey, good to see you, Sam. He said, I'll be ready to go. I got my rods and stuff. I said, okay. Boat's out there in my truck. He goes, I got something for you. I'm like, you do? What's that? And he comes over and he gives, tries to give me a box of flies. And he says, you put them in your vest. I says, I'm going to fish my stuff. And I says, I'm not going to be the one who gets shorted on this deal. I know you got stuck with the guide from Michigan. They don't know shit, right? <laughs> he goes, kind of. I said, listen, I'll be just fine. I says, when I leave here, those guys are going to be trying to get these flies from me. Believe me. And I started fishing that old double-legged wet skunk, and we get thumped the shit out of those fish. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's Wait, like, is Jim's... That, is that Tim Neal's pattern, the black? black no, black? that dates all the way back to Wakely. Okay. The first, That's Wakely and, uh, and you get this from Jerry, but it was the CEO of Hudson's. He was Wake, he was Wakeley's own client, right? Okay. And between the two of them, they came up with that. But it was never fished as a dry fly until somebody else. I mean, I'll be honest with you. You'll see things with my name on it in the shops around town or whatever. But all that means is that's my. It, it doesn't. It's not like, oh, you know, I had this. Dream one night. You created it. Yeah. Right. All that, guys, all that, that's all bullshit. <laughs> it's nothing. If you're doing it with a hook and a threat, somebody else has already done it. You told me that when we did the uh, uh, fly tires, what, eight, six years ago. He said, you know, there aren't any new flies. It just, you know, everything's been done. Twisted. I mean, have you ever read Fly Fisherman magazine? Sure. Sure, okay, right. I'll go get you a 30-year-old copy with the same story and just the names and faces of James. Yeah, well, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, I don't take, I don't buy into any of that. If You you know what? I get guys, well, how do you become a great fisherman? Well, I got a clue for you. You start here. Go fishing. <laughs> don't talk about it. Go fishing. <laughs> you know, Rusty was the same way, man. We go, I'll go rolling over there and what's going on? 
He's like, what are you doing here? You ought to be fishing. I said, not today. I got to work tonight. How many you know? times I've heard that? He's yeah. like, why aren't you out fishing? Yeah. Well, I was, no, go fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you should be fishing. You yeah. shouldn't be in here spending money. You, you, you yeah. would hear nothing of it. Just go fish. Yeah. So. So no, and I used to <laughs> laugh, right? Because I rolled in there one Sunday. I had Larry with me. I think he was, I was dropping off some flies or something. But anyhow, I told him, no, I got to go. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. He says, what's your hurry? I says, you know what my hurry is. And he says, you're right, in about an hour. We went down there and got on right at the dam, right below the dam. Me and Larry floated down there. We had Hex with us. And all of a sudden, I'm watching Hex. We stopped to eat a sandwich. It's about 11 o'clock in the morning, but it was cloudy, rainy, and I'm like, mm -hmm. These ISOs are going to blow off right in the middle of the day. Nice. Right? Nice. I, yeah, I jump up, and Hex is like, Dad, like, look, look right here, you know? And yeah. Oh, Hex was a good fishing dog, man. He, oh, yeah, he gets going. It's like, yeah, there's fish right there, old man. I'll be down. Yeah, and I got 318 fish in five minutes. Oh, jeez. They're all just boom, 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 right down on from the, the loop. On the ice. Yeah, on the middle of the day, right? Yeah. All the guides, guides are starting to show up because Bruce called me. He's like, what What the hell's going on? I said, man, I, get the boat moved. I got to go. Kind of He's like, up right now. <laughs> yeah. And like Bruce calls me on the phone, right? Because, you know, you got cell service all the way down through there now, right? Yeah. He calls yeah. me on the phone. I said, well, I got three, three 18. 18-inch fish in five minutes. Here, you can talk to Larry about it. <laughs> And Larry, yeah. by the time he got, I was like, man, it, and I told him, just get your same, stuff for you, Same thing. Yeah. Now, the, the ISO, uh, that's kind of a greenish gray when it first hatches, isn't it? Do you tie it that way at all? Or you yeah. Just with the no, my ISO emergers. You go gray with it? As I, I was going to. I think Rusty showed me the first one. I said, that's not an ISO. He says, it is when it first comes out of the, when it first hatches. Is this it one? Ties a beautiful fly. Oh, Jesus. Oh, there you go. Is that one right there? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Love that. Here you go. This, now, this is more stuff yeah, for... Now, this, is, this is the emerger, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what, what I want. like to yeah. fish. But that's not kind of, kind of a little maroon. But see, these are... These are uh, more of a, this oh, is what I fished for years and years and years was that That's right there. That's money. That one. <laughs> that yeah, it's guess what? It don't matter. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I don't know. Where did No, I don't think so. No. But you know what this is? That right there is a client fly. Which one? A client uh, fly, meaning? Because it's just so tough. Most of them. Oh, yeah. this is not as opposed to production mean. fly. Well, you know, this a clients retail, retail fly. <laughs> I've sold them. I've sold them to. No, don't do that. Don't do that. I just get it with a vacuum. I don't care about flies. A fish is going to get it if we don't. No, <laughs> no. Bubble and touch those. Jesus, where you come? It don't matter. Bounce under there. I get it with a vacuum. No. No. You guys don't do that. Don't do that. Eh? No. Shoot. Okay. But this is not a quick fly. Oh yeah, that's easy. This is a beauty. Well, that's an extended no. body. No, you know what? No, I that's just. Fly. Let me see the. Well, they're just tough. You know, I'll give them to you. You guys have that. No, no, come on, come on. No, no, it's okay. Uh, 
Jeez, will you let me buy you a beer the next time we see you? Look at that. Mm -hmm. Right on. I will. What kind do you like? Won't be a beer. <laughs> I don't drink beer. <laughs> Look at that. You like bourbon? He likes scotch. No. Scotch? No, no, no. I, thought I guess drank whiskey. No, I did. I, I give did. that up when you I was working. Like, okay. When I was working, I I didn't, hey, I'd buy a pretty decent single malt. And then I got older, huh? and I retired and didn't have half the income, and I said, you know what? I can drink whiskey and water just and It's fine. okay, just yeah, as well yeah. as scotch. Now, do you... Jeez, you, those are beautiful. Do you like rye whiskey or do you, no, do you like I a nice herb? No, I drink. Jeez, no, those are I cool. got, I bet you I got, I got to hit the head. Okay. It's right. You got to go out through the kitchen. Oh, here. I can right. fix it. There you go. Okay, okay. That's bug proof. <laughs> he comes in here and wants fly tie and I don't like it. Not if I'm not with him. Yeah. Where to see Right there on the left. First door to the left. Those are awesome, man. Beautiful flies. That's my favorite hatch. Yeah? Yeah, it was civil. It's civil. It's, let me tell you something. That's one the guides all bet on. Oh, yeah, it does? Well, they go, what, six, eight weeks? Shh. They start in May. Yeah. It's a dip. Now, I've got two ethnologists I take fishing. One okay. of them was retired from Ohio State. They called him the worm man, right? He made all his money fixing golf course problems from worms, right? Oh, okay. Okay, worms and ants. Okay. That's how he made that all his sense. money, right? All right. And the other one's from Purdue. But I've had conversations with both of them about the etymology of the ISOs. And I was always under the impression that there's two. What, that? There's no. one, and they're the one that comes truthfully around the middle of May. Okay. Okay. And it has a slighter, browner body, okay? It comes back pretty bright as, you know, a maroon, more of a maroon okay. color. Okay, we used to call that the maroon drake. Okay. And that was from, like, 15th May. Art always said that, I agreed with Art, that we always said there was two. And then late, after the hexes, we'd have isobicolor, right? Yeah. Okay, and that's where the Royal Coachman was actually effective. Right? Okay. All right, but the first one we see is the one that's got that really, really slight body. Yeah. And for a long time, all I ever did is just use maroon-colored thread, and I coated it with, with uh, Fleximant. Okay. You know, and I'll tell you what, I caught a ton of fish on it, and the nice part about it is it just, you know, the fly is just rugged as hell. Is It, it always blew my mind, because <clears throat> we take... Before we ever came up here, we've been coming up for a long time. Yeah, like 50 years, like, well, yeah. Not that long, but long enough, and it's, that was, we'd always hit around Hex. And yeah, that was the goal. Yeah, well, and sometimes Hexing's fun, but sometimes it's nice to go to bed at a decent hour. <laughs> oh, I, I get you. And so, I mean, you could have a civil dinner. And, and have a beverage and go out and be on the water and have two and a half, three hours of, you know, awesome fishing. Yeah. And, you know, and the rest of these guys are walking around like land of the living dead. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know, I, I like the ice. I grew up fishing at night, right? Because by the time we got done milking, 
Right, and we got down to the river and start. Yeah. So if we we're gonna fish for a few hours, it's generally after dark, there. right? Oh, we didn't have to come up. Well, I had a branch Muskegon River. It flowed right through my uncle's farm. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we had not great brown trout fishing, but man, the brook trout fishing in that, and it still is, and the grindstone's outstanding. But it's all surrounded by private farms, right? So okay. unless you know somebody, like I got cousins that live on it, right? Okay. If I want to go over there and fish, I can't. Right, I go. And, you know, the big deal was, right, during hack season, before hand, is generally beforehand, hexes would start. And we could drive right up. I lived, I lived like I said, on a branch from Skeegan. We'd drive right up 66 and we'd be at Sharon. Okay. <clears throat> So we do that, right? We drive up there and we get in above what we used to call the first bridge, right? Before, you know, upstream, right? Okay. And we used to be able to take our boats out. So we could leave a boat up the roadways, right? And we'd just take care of the boat down, put a boat in, and we'd float down to the bridge, sharing <laughs> the bridge. And then we'd leave a bicycle, we'd ride a bicycle or a scooter, a motor scooter up and get the truck. Okay. Well, we used to do that, but we didn't ever get home three, four o'clock in the morning. We had to be oh. over milk. <laughs> Jeez. So I knew, you know, yeah, I know. Get you a little bleary eyed. Yeah. But, you know, it was all about fishing. <laughs> I, I was I was fortunate. But when we, did you first start fly fishing? I was about, I snuck off and watched my uncle. Your uncle? Right. He'd leave, you know, he'd leave us, you know, there's fish in that, in that wood pile, right? I'll be back. I'll be back to get you, Frank, when we leave. And he'd take off. And he'd go up. And he'd, I he'd snuck up there and watched him cast some flies. And, like, this is pathetic, you know. It's like sit there by that stupid, you know, by that wood pile when I could be doing that, yeah. right? And he's one told me, he's, well, if you're going to fly fish, you don't need all that spinning tackle. And quite honestly, I got one spinning rod downstairs, and I keep that for the grandkids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I once I got into it and realized, and then I watched some really. Uh, I watched uh, John Volkner casting when he was Supreme Court Justice. Volkner, okay. yeah, that some bitch could cast. Was he a good caster? Oh, unbelievable. We've got a video of him, and it he looks like a horrible caster. He's just roll casting. Yeah, but you realize where he fished? Oh, I've been there. Yeah, that Frenchman's. Oh, it wasn't Jesus. just a Frenchman's pond. He oh, fished no, a lot of them creeks and he fished. Oh, sure. The roll you know, casting. He was a bushwhacking guy. Oh, yeah. Damn right. <laughs> you know, but, but I'm telling you, and maybe it was just that particular segment, he, ever, but he didn't look like he was a good, obviously he was, because yeah, he yeah, cast well. Well, I first, know what you're talking about, and it's not the best, it but I've seen like, it, I've seen other clips of him you know he casting. competed as a casting guy i didn't know that oh yeah. yeah he had a nine foot leonard that i don't know if he's bigger physically he was big oh yeah he's a big guy right okay but the one that you wanted to watch cast if you could get him to do it was art art newman yeah because he had he had a touch yeah. he had that he had that and that's what i try to tell people it's like 
you know, everybody shows up here and they're buying the most powerful graphite rod they need. And I only yeah. need 15 feet of line, fly line and a leader to catch every fish in this state. You don't need a 100 foot cast. No. no. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, it doesn't work anyhow. Even if you can cast that far, you got dragging. Well, unless you have 12 pulleys in between mm -hmm. you to get the physics working to get the fish yeah, in. Yeah, the drag. <laughs> and I, I just hated that. I can go downstairs. I got the first fly rod I ever owned somewhere down there. It's a seven and a half foot glass rod I, I believe that one was a Shakespeare maybe no it wasn't no no <laughs> I knew better than that <laughs> no I think it was a Philipson and then I got a, a eight foot Philipson swamp fox from art and I had two of them and I let a guy talk me out of one of them, and mm -hmm. lo and behold, I think it was my, I let my other one to my cousin, and I've never seen it since, and he's told me in many a time that that's the best fly rod he ever owned. He got <laughs> enough that he could get whatever he wanted. Oh, he did. And it's so like, was your uncle kind of a mentor to you, or was somebody else a... Man up a tree, that's what we call him. Bill Yarger. He was, but I, I was just fortunate around. I mean, my uncle took me to uh, to arts, and I was around art some. And it's like Art told me one day, I was in there, and he's like, what's the matter? And it's like, you know, I can't believe this, you know. I took and this guy kept telling me, oh, you can't catch 18, 19-inch trout. You got to have a worm catching And I says, you know, I took and showed him the fish. He said, Sam, if he'd been sitting in the boat with you, he still wouldn't have believed you. Don't you get it? He said, some people just are that way. Yeah. And Art, and I've told a lot of people, Art was godfather of my drought fishing. He's mm -hmm. the one that really, it's like, okay. he's the one that's like, are you having fun? It's like, uh, he see me, he says, some told me you, you guys did pretty good on steelhead. I said, the guys, the clients did. He's like, what's the matter? I says, well, I says, I never, I've never been jealous of the clients fishing. I've always felt, when I feel like that, like when I catch guides fishing with clients, oh, I give them an earful. I mean, I, right, yeah. damn right. Now, the old if guides you, used to do that all the time. They only had one sport, a sport in the front, and they would fish with the electric, I mean, the automatic. I reel. got two of them downstairs. Yeah. I got two automatic fly reels. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't ever part of the deal. And then there was, uh, I can't remember his name. He's from Grayling here. I think he's still around. But his deal was he charged a hundred bucks, but he fished out of the back. Okay. What was his name? That's you'd, you'd know if I mentioned okay. his name. But uh, I did have, I did have. Uh, well, if a client would ask you, would you fish with him? No. Okay. How? How can you possibly focus on what you need to do to get him in the right spot if you're fishing? And you're because doing, you're doing your fishing, yeah. You can. Oh, you I can. just maybe after lunch <laughs> when you're still on the shore and wait off. Uh, no, I won't do that. I won't do that. Okay. Because quite honestly, unless they ask me to show them something, like I, I yeah. had a, a lady, and she was very nice, and it's like she wanted to go during the summer. She wanted it to be warm. She just Fish mm -hmm. terrestrial, so I said, okay, we'll go down and we'll fish down at, uh, we'll, we'll go down and we'll fish Manistee, we'll fish down to CC Bridge. And 
gentle and, and I told her, I says, you got to stick it in there. I says, you're not putting it in there close cover. I says, we're not going to move a fish. You got to put it in there. If we get hung up, then we got to get it, right? Mm -hmm. But, and I showed her, you know, it's like, here, let me, you know, and I told her, I said, she get it hung up. I said, watch. I said, this is what you do. I said, the first thing you do is say, Sam, slow boat or stop boat. I said, I want to keep back from the fly, right? Uh -huh. Where it's hooked on that stick. And then I took and showed her how to roll, cast it, and to pop it off, it. right? Yeah. And I told her, what you want to do is, I said, what you want to do is you want to aim for the grass and then pull it back into the water. You know, and it's like, oh, you know, as I did it a couple times and then about third time, you know, I got a fish. And she's like, oh, I see. I said, those fish are under that cover. Mm -hmm. And the only way they're going to, you're going to have to, and when they see a file like that, and so I said, that's why I'm using these round foam beetles and I'm using foam, you know, foam sure. grasshoppers. Mm -hmm. I said, that's why I tie it that way. I said, and you, and you know, I mean, there's, it's just a good method of fishing. You go out west, that's the way we fish. We throw it mm -hmm. up on the bank, roll it pull off. It, pull it in. You know, and they go, oh. I says, but I want to tell you, I says, guy, you come floating down through here and fishing to the middle of the river, unless you see fish feeding out there, what are you doing? The fish are over there hidden up under that wood and mm -hmm. under the bank. And, you know, what are you thinking? What are you doing, you know? <laughs> you know, I'll do something like that, but I I personally, I've caught, I catch a guy, caught Hawkins one, Chuck Hawkins one Chuck time. Hawkins. I don't know him, but I've heard good things about him. Is he a good guy? He's he's good. He's good guy. I come sliding around the corner, man. He looks, and I got Bob Miller with me. And uh, Bob's, I got clients. I've got some clients. I feel sorry for. They're just they're 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 drive to fish is unbelievable. Really? Oh, it, yeah. It's almost not healthy. Oh, geez. Miller tell, now Miller's 90 years old now, and he comes every year. I charge him 250 for the day. That's the same rate he paid me I'll be damned. 30 years ago. <laughs> but I charge him 250 for the day, and he gives me a $30 tip, and it's great because we have a great time. Okay, there you go. Um, kind of an abrupt end. We got uh, interrupted, and, and that was the end of our interview. But uh, regardless, good fun with Sam. Uh, always a great time with Glenn. Hope you guys all enjoyed it. Uh, check back. We'll be uh, releasing podcasts weekly. Uh, you can get to them through the Lovells Township Historical Society website, lthsmuseums.org. Or you can search on uh, iTunes and Google uh, for our podcast. And if you do, like it, subscribe to it. I don't know, give us a five-star rating. All right, there you go. For now, be safe, and as always, mind your backcast. <laughs>